0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Houndstail podcast. Uh, Tonight we have me, James Hudson, uh, Dylan Watson, and Daniel Evans, all three of us here tonight. Uh, Tonight's episode is going to be going over the common misconceptions of the dog hunting world and the fox pen world. Going to kind of dive into some of the topics that uh, maybe our, our listeners that may be wondering more about dog hunting their own selves. The, the misconceptions they may have or misconceptions other people might have and some of the things that we have to to, to deal with and, and, and teach people that it's not the way that things are. Um, we just got back from pools this weekend, actually, and uh, Dylan come home with the 17th place finish uh, in, the, in the derby class, so congrats to him. Thank you, thank you. Nothing special, <laughs> but a little little hardware to add to the shelf. That's right, that's right. Got your name called at least, right?
1: That's right. Oh, wishbones, turning it up a little bit. Hopefully,
0: he'll get yeah. better with it. That's right. We'll, we'll get him right. Uh, so we're going to do it a little bit different today. We've been doing a hunt for results first, and then moving into our topic for the for the for the week. So we're going to switch it up and, and do our topic first this week uh, this week and, and see how that goes. And like I had mentioned uh, a minute or two ago, that we're going to go over the common misconceptions of the dog hunting world. And I know personally, well, I mean, collectively, I think one of the biggest ones is people think that we, we will starve these dogs to make them run harder. Um, I've heard people, outside of the wire or outside of the, uh, the dog hunting community talking about, Oh, you starve your dog. And that's why they're skinny whenever they come up to our, my house. And, uh, you know, it, it, you just completely neglect their eating. And if you want to make them run harder, you, you you starve them and keep them from eating. And that's, that's far from the truth. I know, I wish I uh, wish those people would come and, and help me feed my dogs in the evenings. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we we go through and make sure that they are as healthy as they can be. We've mentioned it before, talking about you know these these dogs are athletes, and you're not going to starve an athlete and expect him to to go at his peak performance. That's right. I know. Me, I know me. I I feed mine plenty good enough every day um i've got oh man what am i up to now i'm right at 12 hounds and i'm going through easily $100 a hundred dollars of almost a week between the deer hounds and the and the fox hounds a week and, and dog food I, mean, I don't know what y'all are going through but Dylan, you don't have quite as many as i do the dog wise
1: yeah i, I go through uh i would probably say a 50 pound bag a week maybe a Fifty pound, uh, almost 100 pounds, almost a hundred pounds. Planning on, plan on how it is. If, if the weather changes, you know they slack up a little bit, or uh, like if it gets cold, they'll eat a little bit more than normal. Right. I try to, I try to keep mine on a, on a set diet. I don't like to feed them a whole whole lot. That'll get them all fat and <laughs> happy, and that'll just make a lazy dog. And then. Uh, <laughs> But I want to feed them enough to where it puts good muscle on them and uh, a good body weight. I don't, I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing bony hips and ribs and no, no like no, really. like like I said, I, I like that good that athletic in them, shall I say That's muscle uh, tone. Um, so, so I have mine on a set, a set diet as far as right. how much I feed them each day and, it, so.
0: and, and the food's not cheap either you know it's not like we're going to you know to the grocery store and buying the cheapest thing on the rack and and throwing it to them you know we're paying pretty pretty good amounts for this dog food yeah i know uh daniel he just bought his his first bag of uh the puppy food the sportsman pride i believe is what it is uh puppy food and that ain't no cheap feat. It kind of hurt you a little bit, didn't it, Dana?
2: Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it going from house pets to this kind of food. So It's definitely different, and it's not cheap like everybody might think it is.
0: <laughs> no, and, it, and that and that kind of food at an early age is critical for, for making them strong and healthy and kind of a, a lead into of what – you know, it's to come for them in the future.
2: Um, absolutely, got that. Uh, <laughs>
1: got that high protein in it to get them, get them, growing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, make them strong early.
2: Yeah, like, like I think me and James were talking about yesterday. My one puppy just looks like he blew up overnight.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. huge. He did. I saw him at the lot today, and he grew like a weed. Just like I swear, like you said, within a night or two, he just shot up a couple of inches. Oh, yeah.
1: growth spurt! He done hit.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: he gonna be a tall bird. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Now, now
2: I just need the other one to hit a growth spurt. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> far behind him.
0: Um, you know, along with that, with that same kind of deal that, you know, that misconception is. When these dogs do run, you know, on the outside, and they're these dogs are running for miles. I mean, I've drove as far as just letting them out of the lot one day to get some exercise. I've drove as far as thirty, forty five minutes down the road to go pick them up after you know I got back in, in the in the chase with them. Yeah, and. That, that's a long stretch for a dog. You mean you're still talking 10 miles the way the crow flies. So these dogs, will, you know, running that kind of distance is is not easy on their bodies at all. And they will lose weight. So if if a dog does show up at somebody's house, and it will show that look of being a little skinny. But they just burned that weight that they had on them. Any kind of weight that there was on them, they just burned it. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that, I
1: mean you got to think about it. I mean, it's just like a human that goes and, and works out at the gym for a few hours, you know, cardio. When you come out of there, you're hungry. You don't burn off all the calories and stuff your body needs. A dog that runs, I don't know. I mean, there's some dogs out there that just have no quit in them and they'll run for 24 hours straight and will not let you. Put your hands on them until they're done. And, I mean, yeah. a, a day of running like that will bring a dog's body weight down. But that's a say if it shows up to your house, I mean, there's a name and a tracking collar on that dog. Please you call get us. Your, yeah, if you can get your hands on it, the hunter will be Johnny on the spot, I'm telling you. He'll be grateful. Yeah for you to call because he, he wants to get that dog up and back home and put some food in him to get a, get him back healthy again.
0: I mean, just as bad as y'all want us to have food in him. I yeah. mean, it, well, I say y'all, you know, but I mean, like, you, like you're saying, the people that catch that you know, they were going to want that dog to be healthy. That's right. You know, we want that just as bad. So we have a dog that's been kind of got out of our track or got out of our – our, our, uh, ear shot or whatever the case may be, you know, we want that dog back in, in our lots as bad as possible.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the Garmin tracking collars, I mean, they are technology. So it's just like a computer, a computer will crash. So, I mean, and then parts will yeah. come off of those collars. So, I mean, if, if a dog shows up and it has a tracking collar and we're not getting a read on it, if you can get your hands on it, hey, give us a call because, I mean, Please. <laughs> we, we want <laughs> our dogs back. That's what that's, that's right. Tracking system is for <laughs> to keep a, uh, a read on our dogs so we can pick them up and make sure they're home every evening and uh, yeah. healthy. Keep them, keep them on tip-top shape, you know.
2: Yeah, I would much rather have the dog uh, than the tracking collar. <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah. That's right. Give me my dog. Yeah. We can, we can buy another collar. You know, it ain't nothing to buy a collar. Well, I I say it ain't nothing. They're not the cheapest in the world, but I'd rather, I'd rather place the collar than a good dog. That's right. Period. So, and that kind of goes with another point is a lot of, I think there's a misconception that dog hunters don't love their dogs, that they just use them as a tool. And I can tell you right now, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, had a, I had a female dog last year. I'd I raised a litter of puppy, deer dog puppies from birth. And uh, she had gotten sick and we had tried everything we could to keep her alive. And she just couldn't make it. Um, whatever the case may be of what happened, it tore me up. I'll never forget the day she passed away. I walked down to the house and told my wife that my baby girl Ren had had passed away. And I was trying to hold it tough and hold it together. And she's like, Are you okay? And come over and (laughs) hug me. And I've lost (laughs) it. I've lost it.
1: (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They they are like a family does. Don't you? I mean, don't y'all agree? Absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. Anybody can walk up to my wife right now and ask her, What's the top two? Most important things in my life. Number, Number one's one is going to be my son and her. Number two is going to be my dogs. Do not threaten my dogs. I'm telling you, no, in any shape or form. Yeah, it's it's wife and sons up top. My dogs are second. Um, I'm- you sure you sure yeah. about that? Yeah, Shh,
0: sh- <laughs> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's- anybody,
1: I guarantee it, you can walk up to it and. She knows that those things are very, very important to me, and I mean, she's even fell in love with uh, the first one, Patsy. I mean, every which everybody loves Patsy. Uh, don't get me wrong. Patsy's dude. a good girl. That's she calls her the the OG of the of the. <laughs> That's right. And Not only are they are they working hunting dogs, but they all. I mean, they're also pets i mean they're also just like yeah. if you got a a chihuahua that, <laughs> that hangs around inside or a boxer or, or or whatever i mean they are pets i mean that's right you still care them. oh
0: i love going out and playing with the with the dogs you know if they're out if i got them just loose around the house let them free roam a little bit if they're at the house and i can bounce around in the yard and play with them that's that's one of my favorite things to do with them
1: oh yeah i mean this. They're just like pets.
0: Yeah,
2: that's one thing I've enjoyed is oh. is messing with my puppies, just going yeah. over there playing yeah. with them and walking around and everything else.
1: Oh yeah, I I spent an hour with my three this evening. So once Dad <laughs> taught, caught it quitting time, I was like, "All right, I'm going." To that's right. <laughs>
0: You know, and a lot of people are questioning the the selling and and trading and buying of dogs, too, you know. Yeah. Uh, And and my answer to that is there's a lot of situations and different situations and reasons. Um, I know an older dog that has been in somebody's kennel for a long time um, and somebody will get rid of it. What a lot of those cases are is a new hunter, is coming up and what needs a dog to help train his younger dogs that he's getting mm-hmm. that older dog is going to be very beneficial to that young kid trying to learn and see how a dog is supposed to run then more than it is to the original owner and that's right just as much as we love and care for our dogs the dog hunting community is is really a, a, a almost one big giant dysfunctional family, I guess is what you could call it. I mean, we look out for each other, That's- you know, you know, I think, uh, shoot, Dylan, you've known, you know, Dennis for a little bit longer than, you know, for a lot longer than I have, but, you know, ever since I've met Dennis, he has done nothing but been helpful to us. Oh, yeah. And been helpful to me and really helped and, and kind of helped coach me along and, um our buddy mark ballard when i first started getting into the to the dog hunting uh, or uh, competition hunting side of things he he just was out there ready and is eager to help and 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 show us how things are done and yeah that kind of stuff you know so
1: i've i've gotten a quite a few hounds from dennis i mean i was in high school and i mean he there's a bunch of guys out there that love to get new people into it because the more people mm-hmm. that are into it, the more you have to, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, to keep the, keep it going. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. is the more people that are in it, the more people you got to fight for it and the more enjoyment you get. I mean, you're taking, it's just like taking your son or your daughter out, still hunting for the first time. I mean, They get that adrenaline and everything, and it's it's the same thing with the dogs. I mean, they interact with the dogs, and they get attached, and it's it's the same thing.
0: Well, I know Daniel just come into that situation, too, with his puppies. You know, he got the one, and then um, what was – I can never remember the guy's name. Who did you get him from? Uh, Danny Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you asked him for about another one weeks later. Mm-hmm. And he was just ready and willing.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, it, if you think about it, me and James done the same thing with Daniel. Uh, I remember yep. last year. Uh, was it last year, beginning of this year of hunt season? I was trying to get Daniel. I was like, "Come on, man! He's like, I'm telling you, you'll get you'll get hooked." Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, he took a few rides and he was hooked on the first
0: day. So yeah, y'all got It's been even not. <laughs> he it, got bit. It'd been a lot. It'd been a whole lot cooler if he could have shot his gun.
2: Uh, yeah, I hear you.
0: <laughs> I hear you.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome on your last one, bud. Now, You're welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't
1: shoot it. No, he didn't. I'm not gonna say what happened after, as far as
2: yeah, get it. But he didn't shoot. It. At least with me, he did. I shot every day. No. <laughs> No, I didn't shoot every day, but I shot most of them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were getting, we were getting in front of them, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, talk about the hunting stuff. You know, I don't. I think another misconception is that people think that we don't like still hunters or have this big vendetta out out against still hunters. You know, and that's that's the furthest from the truth. I know. <clears throat> I've had a couple times where my dogs will cross onto somebody's land that just got it out of our boundaries. And unfortunately that's one of the things that do happen. Um, and the still hunter was hunting and instead of griping and complaining and attacking our dogs, he, he killed the deer. Yeah. And to, to me, that's just as satisfying that somebody was still able to kill the deer in front of my dog. That is, <laughs> when you're out there hunting. That, that is the goal. Yeah. is to your dogs and have it push a deer to somebody to kill it
1: yeah that's right
0: and 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 that's that's and, and i think if they're a still hunter listening to this you know uh, you may think that we don't want you to and that's far the furthest from the truth you know if you if you're if you're still hunting and they run a deer in front of you please if you can shoot a, a moving deer with a rifle knock it down yeah I all mean, right knock it down have you know
1: and we'll even come in and help you drag it out. We do not yeah. mind whatsoever. I mean, technically, yeah. our dogs are out of bounds. So if you end that chase for us, we can get our hounds back into our Where? into our hunt. That's property. true. Yep, that's very I true. I mean,
2: this is coming from me still hunting, and you know, I still love still hunting. But this is definitely a different level, and it's it's more exciting. I'll never give my still hunting up, but I love this too
0: oh yeah and we you know we always i think everybody has the friendly trash talk back and forth like you hug your trees we'll run our hounds and yeah that kind of stuff you know but th- there's nothing there's no love lost or i guess that's the right phrase to use we don't have any any animosity towards a still hunter you know and um, i mean we don't that we don't like it anymore when the dogs break out of bounds and, and get into somebody's still hunting land and ruin And, and if you want to call it ruin their, their day, then we don't like it anymore. We have done, we will do everything in our power to keep them dogs from, from crossing. But sometimes it just happens. And, yeah. you know, and the first thing we're there to do is catch and apologize. And if there's anything that we can do to make it better, we'll try.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, we're, we're, both sides are out to accomplish the same goal. It's just a different way of going about it. I mean, you got your deer hunters. They like to, I mean, the steel hunters, uh, they like steel hunting. And, uh, I mean, it it might give them the same rush. It gives us when we run our dogs and they, it comes over the CB. Hey, big boys coming across. I mean, he's, he's coming to you. I mean, same, same adrenaline's probably happened with the, the steel hunter as he sees one walking through a field. I mean, it's the same, we're, we're out for the same goals. It's just right. different ways of doing
0: it. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. You know, and, and I think the last one I have wrote down in my notes is that, you know, people may think that the, the Fox pins and Cody pins are cruel. Um, I can, I can promise you that's furthest from the truth. If anything, it's probably a uh, blessing for the game. <clears throat> By game, I mean foxes or coyotes to be in that pen. Um, they are they are they are fed daily. I have,
1: That's pretty much know. a fancy hotel for these for these for this game. That's pretty much what yeah. it is.
2: I haven't seen and there's, it. The, Go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. I haven't seen a fox or a coyote yet in a pen that is not pretty much fat and happy. They look they look a lot worse out in the wild than
0: they do in these pens. Oh yeah. And like you said, they're they're just they're healthy. Uh These 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 things, you know, we talk about the, the dogs have to be in tip top shape, but so does the game the game has to be conditioned to be able to run to the, the length of the hunt too. So right. when we can get in there and do what we call pleasure running. And, and it's really, it's exercise for the dog, but it's also exercise for the game too. And by, by law and, and for the safety of the game, there are hideaway holes. There are things built that a coyote or a fox can get in. That a dog cannot, <clears throat> and when the if the game's tired and if it don't want to run no more, it lives in that pen. It knows where they're at. They go there. Mm-hmm. It's that it, it's that simple, you know. And believe it or not, a Cody will climb a tree in a heartbeat. Uh, we were at a buddy of ours' pen a couple of weeks ago or a month or two ago, and he we walked by. We were just kind of shooting the bull, walking around in the pen, and he's like, "Look, looked up in the tree, and a daggone Cody and a fox are sitting there looking at us." <laughs> so you know it's the game is in there and we don't want anything to happen to the game that is the last thing that we want to happen is is something to happen to it so these these kind of like again these coyotes and foxes are pretty much living their best life and once 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 or twice a week they're getting they're getting ran and getting pushed but they're also to the point where they've they're so exercised and so built that's pretty much like a, a pleasure run. It's pretty much a, um, how do you say it? An, an athlete being able to do what they want to do is yep. kind of the way I look at it.
1: Yep, I mean they they're they're fit. They get fed and everything just like a hound would, and the conditioning of the game. I mean, you might as well say they're an athlete also. I mean, that's.
2: Yeah,
0: that's 100% correct. I mean, if, yeah. 100.
2: If you go watch these chases, it's not that often you can see a dog anywhere close to them. Oh, no, you know, no. they're usually way in front of them. And if the dogs get close, yeah. they grab another gear and keep on going.
0: I, I think one of the, my favorite pins to go to is Foxtail down there we oh, got yeah. that big open field yeah. and you can watch and the coyote will come out and it will pace itself it knows how to pace itself across the field and when the when the, if the dogs do start getting close he'll turn his head to the front and haul tail and pull on the uh, poor dogs and make them look silly yep. it's it's actually rather entertaining <laughs> it's it's fun to watch but um You know, I think uh, that's, as far as the misconceptions, that's, that's a good gist of what is a misconstrued thought process about dog hunters and dog, the dog hunting world. I agree. You know, if, if there's anything else that we may have missed, y'all please email us or, uh, or send us a, send us a message, shoot us a message on Facebook, anything you know, we were down at pools and then I, I forgot to write the cat's name now, but it was cool that one of the guys just come up to us and was like, Hey, the, all the guys that do the Houndstail podcast, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty neat. So I appreciate you listening. I'm sorry. I haven't wrote your name. I forgot your name, but, um, I'm you know, pretty sure I, that was
1: some more We've we've seen him at more, and we've seen him at pools a few times. We'll, we'll catch up some more.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but you know y'all y'all be if you're out there at the at at these hunts and you see us come talk to us give us some ideas what you'd like to hear what you'd like to go over um anything like that but we do appreciate that and thank y'all for listening and we'll keep on rolling into the show a little bit here uh before i continue and go into the Hunts and results and stuff like that, I will say we're going to change one thing up and we're going to do the breeding for the first place dog for the hunts and that's it. Then we'll do the name of the dog for the top five and the owner or kennel name for the rest of them. Something to kind of slow it or speed it up a little bit and maybe not be a little so time consuming and brain numbing. (laughs) But before I get started in that, um, Bill and Lisa Howell that runs the Flower Hill Fox Pen down there and they also are a big part of the North Carolina Wildlife Pen Association. I was talking to them, and uh, they wanted me to give everybody a big shout-out to all the pen owners that have joined the NCWPA. And thanks to all the kennel owners that have also contributed out there. They'd appreciate that. Um, the NCWPA is an organization that is there to help keep the pens alive in North, in North Carolina. Um, this year is the most pins that they've ever, ever had to join this association uh, with the donations and the membership. They pay our lobbyists and donations um, that help us fight the fight to keep the sport alive and keep the pins going. So the more donations and more pins that can join, the better off and better chance that we have to keep, being able to do what we want to do. Um, so from Bill and Lisa and from us too, I uh, thank y'all. Thank everybody that joined. I think i seen it was almost 60 pins. Nice. Joined. I mean, it was, it was, it's huge and we're working up. We're going to get together here this weekend and send our, our money off. We're going to be making a donation to them as well. So uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Everybody that's joined and, and put forth any kind of effort to keep this sport alive
2: yeah let's keep fighting that's,
0: that's right. right
1: then we need to get down there old flower here we ain't right <laughs> i don't believe need to try that no not,
0: no they you know and that's what i you know going into the first hunt that i got on the list they they just ran their under the lights hunt down there the two class puppy hunt oh
1: that's the one that does the under the lights
0: okay. yeah that's right that's right that's right that's right yeah so <laughs>
1: we'd like to judge that a few times too
0: yeah absolutely um So, down there, the two-class puppy hunt this past weekend. That'd be uh, GSC's Shout is the winner down there. And that dog is out of J&J's Trump and GSC's Mercy, uh, GSC's Kennels. Uh, Let's see. Your second-place dog was Spears Mountain Monster out of Spears Mountain Kennel. The third place dog was your Rideouts, and I think I got this right. The picture was a touch blurry. It's Rideouts Camaro, I think. And Brandon Rideout was the owner of that dog. BCK's Hannah uh, from Beach Creek Kennels was fourth. Fifth place was Hammer Time Cash out of Hammer Time Kennels. The, uh, the older class took 715 points to win. Champ was your dog's name that won that hunt. That dog is out of – and I'm sorry if I ruin this name, but it's du- Dubese Push and Dubese Zip out of Turnip Seed uh, S- Turnip Seed Speed Kennel. Hookstep Sandy was your second-place dog out of Team Hookstep. Bonnie was third out of White Top Kennels. Uh, I missed the name on the fourth place hound down there. I could not make it out, and I do am I am sorry, uh, but it was a Hammer Time Kennel dog for fourth. Fifth place was Huckstep Shooter at a team Huckstep as well. TNS had their FBHC Derby and All h Hunt. It took nine uh, five hundred and ninety points to win the Derby. The first place dog in the Derby class was your Kings Creek Skinner. And that dog is out of High Cotton Leonard and Kings Creek Payday out of King Creek Kennels. Sure. Ride was your second place dog out of Gone Wild Kennels. AB's Farmer and uh, was third and AB's Buster was fourth and both of those dogs uh, belonged to April Brooks. And Shortage Gray Girl out of Southern Cry Kennels rounds out your top five for the Derby. All-Age took uh, 760 points to win. Long Necks Willie was your winner down there for the All-Age. No breed was given. And that dog was out of Long Creek Kennels. Long Neck Kennel, I'm sorry. Blackwater Superfly out of Blackwater Kennels was second. Rock, out of uh, and the owner of that dog was Brandon Rayford. BM Sweet Pea, and the owner of that dog was Brandon Morris. The dog was fourth. Fifth place was Tank, and the owner of that dog was Ethan Smith. Round O pen had a two-class uh, derby hunt. The even side took 480 points to win. And I am sorry if I screw this name up, but you were putting a hurting on down there, so I'm going to say it a bunch of times, I believe, and I hope I say it right. East Ed- Edetso? Miss Kitty is the dog's name. That dog is out of a dog named Leroy And East of Detso's Roxy, East of Detso's kennels. East of Detso's Karen was second, same kennel. OBLS Bam Bam was your third place dog. The uh, owner of that dog was Bailey uh, Coots. Fourth is Fulton's Whalen, the dog's out of Chick-Flags kennels. I like the name of that kennel. (laughs) Uh, Leggett's Arson. Out of Orange Shirt Mafia was your fifth place dog on the even side. The odd side took 695 points to win. And oh, East Adetso Levi was the winner down there. Out of Southern Haze and Southern's Jasper East Adetso Kennel. All times Maybelline, or I'm sorry, All times Maybell, out of Tough Luck Kennels was your second place dog. Edisto Streak got of east Adetso Kennels. East Adetso Kennels. OBL's Cruz was your fourth place dog and owner of that dog is Bailey Koontz. Uh Rowdy was your fifth place dog and that dog is out of Stretch out Mount Kennels. Uh, let's see. Moving on to the Tar River Classic. They had the big three day down there. Looked like it was a good show. A lot of points put up. A lot of good running from what I'm hearing. Uh, Sugar Hills Coda was your winner down there for the Derby class? The dog is at a BB Steady and Borden's Bonnie at a Sugar Hill Kennels. Your combination was your second place hound down there, and that dog is B&B's Lola. The dog is at a BB's loot and champion B&B's Little Pearl at a BB Kennels. BB's uh Dina was your third place dog at a BB Kennels. Fourth place was Ray's 2D at a Bold Run Kennels. And fifth place in Derby was BB's Topper at a BB's Kennels. The all age winner was Hunter's JJ. Ned Dogs out of Spears Mountain Sergeant and Spears Mountain Smooth. Hunter Shoemaker was your winner down there for the all age class. And I couldn't quite make out the name of the second place hound. I believe it was Country Oaks A's or AC's. So I'm sorry, guys, if I if I misplaced that one. Uh, but that dog was second at a Country Oaks Kennel. Burnside's Wild Thing at a Burnside's Kennels was third. R.S. and T's Pretty Boy was fourth, and that dog was a B&B dog. I couldn't quite pull out the name for the fifth place dog, but that dog was also a champion at a B&B's uh, lot. So I do apologize for not being able to make some of these names out, and I will try to do a little bit better about getting these names down uh, as we move on. Uh, pools down there where we were at this weekend, uh, the Oak Hill Hunting Club had their hunt. It took 280 points to win the Derby. And the litter mate to my dog, uh, Hale's Magic. That dog's was out of B&B's Loop and Champion Little Mule's Harley at a Hell Yeah Kennels, was your winner down there for the Derby. Um, Noelle's Winston, at a Showtime Kennels, was second. Third was Kenny, at a – I'm going to murder this name – Waku Creek Kennels. Fourth was Croker's Demon, at a Croker Boys Kennels. And Parker's Joker, at a Tobacco Money Kennels, was fifth. All age took 340 points to win, and that dog to win that hunt to win that hunt is Kyle Showtime out of Showtime's Pretty Boy and Showtime's Coco shout, uh, Showtime's Kennel. Second place was Pepper out of Flat Jack Flap Jack Kennels. Shoulder's T Bone at a Can't Catch em Kennels was third. Hales Black Ace at a Hail Yeah Kennels, and Voodoo was your fifth place dog and the owner of that dog was jordan webb that's all the results i really seen for the weekend past weekend um i don't know that if i missed them i do apologize and again please send us a message and uh i'd like to start working with these pens on getting the results sent to us so we can let y'all know as many as possible as many as you want uh we'll move into the hunts coming up section uh the championship uh money hunt series it's going on around the Carolinas. Uh, the first one that I've seen, and I may have been missing one, I'm sure I am sure I did, and somebody let me know if I did, but the <laughs> uh, Bay City Fox Preserve is going to be having a hunt in the championship money hunt series on April the 10th. Then the following weekend, it moves to the Round O Fox Run on April the 17th. The Sandy Ridge Fox Preserve is having a two-class puppy hunt March 27th. Twin County Fox Pen, January 2020, and Younger Dogs will be having a hunt on March 13th. The WS&T Fox Pen is having a two-class pup hunt on April the 10th. Taylor Jans Fox Preserve is having a two-class puppy hunt on March the 14th. Triple T Fox Preserve is having a puppy hunt on March the 20th. Roundo Fox Run is having an open speed and drive on March the 20th and then having a puppy and derby hunt on April the 3rd. Full Moon Fox Pen will be having their March and Younger hunt on March the 21st. Tomahawk Fox Pen is having the PD Fox Hunter Association Derby and All Age hunt on March the 27th. And Triple B is having the Kinston first OFWB benefit hunt on April the 17th. Tar River side, uh, the Crowfoot Hunting Club is having their hunt on March the 20th. And I did see them posting that if you're not going to be using your numbers to please turn them in. uh, I believe they have a good little waiting list going. And we were down there last year for it. And they put on a really good show. A lot of good judging. uh, Good food getting cooked. So. If you're not going to use them, turn them in. But if you are, it's a great time. It's a great hunt to be at. <laughs> Excuse me. And the uh, Southern Classic three-day is going to be April the 1st through the 4th down there at Tar River also. Uh, this weekend coming up, Pools will be having the southeastern uh, three-day going on. We really wanted to go, but I think it was just too much for us to handle this. Let's, let's go around and – Uh, I know we've been kind of flirting with the idea of going to the Maryland next month. So uh, the the, the three-day going on this weekend ought to be a good running, a good time, and uh, good luck to everybody going down there. Also coming up at Pools is the Angola Lodge hunt on March the 20th. It's a one-day speed and drive. And then our next up on our list of hunts to go to on the 27th, uh, the courthouse hunt club is having their one day speed and drive down there at pools. So, and I think I might've missed this one too. The Piedmont three day at triple B Fox preserve as uh, April, April the eighth through the 10th. So I believe that's all the hunts that I got coming up. If I've missed one, y'all please feel free to let me know. And the more I know, the better we can bring this kind of stuff to you. All right. I believe that's everything we got for the day, guys. So, I want to give a big shout out to friends down at Chestnut Mountain Feed to start off with. They've always been good to us, like we have always told you all. So, if you all are in the Central Virginia area, be sure to check them out on Facebook and online. Go take them a visit, and they will get you straight on all your feed needs. Uh, also, a lot of our information has come from speeddogs.net and the Facebook's Speed Dogs Hunts and Results page. So if you need information on the hunts and where to get numbers and, and who to contact about getting numbers for these hunts, that's where you need to go. Uh, also gotten our information from poolsfoxpreserve.com and tarriverpreserve.weebly.com. You can also go on their websites to get the uh, names and numbers to call for for any hunts that you'd like to attend, uh, MasterFox.net is also a good link to use for information about dog hunting in the fox pen world. Also, the Virginia Dog the Virginia Hunting Dog Alliance V A H D A dot If you're a dog hunter in Virginia or even around Virginia, please, please, please go on there and just become a member. It does not cost anything. It's a great, great, great organization that helps us in Virginia do the same thing that the NCWPA does down there. So if you go on there, put your name in the list, let them know that you want this sport to be kept alive. As far as the Houndstail podcast go, email us at Podcasts. That's H-O-U-N-D-S-T-A-L-E-S podcast at gmail.com. For any information that you want to be presented, Fox Bands, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love, to, we'd all love to hear from you. And uh, we'd love to work with you on presenting these hunts and stuff like that. Also, you can follow us on Anchor, that's what we're broadcasting on. You can also follow us on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and on Breaker. Um, I know we talked about him before, but he's still got CDs coming out. I'm going to keep on giving him a shout-out until he runs out. Dennis Scott Music on Facebook. Go check him out. Get a CD. Listen to it. Good, good stuff. I got it sitting in my truck right now, and it goes in the CD player every time I get in it. Um, Other than that, I think that's it, guys. I mean, what do y'all have anything else?
1: Uh, I don't have anything else. Um,
2: Happy hunting, and we'll catch you next week. Thank y'all.